gonemobile.io. It's Gone Mobile. Welcome back for another episode of Gone Mobile. Today, we're excited to have Samina Passat and Luke Kim here with us from the Visual Studio Mobile Center team. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Hey, thank you. So like, I'm, I'm super excited to, to talk about this. It's been like I've been personally having a lot of fun with with Mobile Center over the last few months, and there's a lot of really cool stuff happening. So, so I think it'll be a, a lot of fun to really dig into stuff. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, I know. Um, but let's start with like, what's the elevator pitch for for what Mobile Center is? Like, like what does it give developers? So we think of it as being the mission control for mobile apps, and it really has all the services you need to um, develop, to monitor, and to maintain mobile apps in a single spot. Right on. So like, what what is sort of like a let's start with the high level look at, mm-hmm. at some of the pieces like. Like when you're talking about the life cycle and the, you know, managing all the operations, like what types of things does that entail? Like, like what, what is life cycle management um, encompass for mobile apps? Right. I think we look at two big buckets. At least that's how we look at it. It's the DevOps side. So, you know, the whole build, test, um, distribution slash deployment part. And then there's a the monitoring part. So, you know, once the app is out there, uh, what's the performance, how many people are using it. So basically analytics and crash reporting. And then we also have a third part, which will look at um, every great app needs a great backend. So we also look at some uh, mobile backend things like tables and identity. So I guess let's just like take these one by one. Um, the first one that we can dig into here is is the build process. So like, what does that look like? What platforms do you guys support? Um, how does that all fit in together in Mobile Center? Yeah, so uh, really we want build just to be a super easy uh, and streamline to get started as possible. So uh, getting guys uh, up and running on build is the, the, the very first thing. And we've heard a lot from a lot of customers that uh, often one of the, the challenges they have with other build services or even custom, like a lot of the custom build services is just getting started. And then once you are started, we want to um, con- that have that continuous integration. So every, every push that you do, have that build built, have that tested, have that distributed. Um, and so, uh, really, we want to get you, like I said, uh, get uh, started as, as fast as possible, and then have you continue to um, have get get value out of it for every every single push. So, what does that look like? Like, how do you get started if I just logged into the portal as a new user? Yeah, so uh, we we support GitHub login uh, into Mobile Center, and so uh, because we know from uh, uh, our telemetry that uh, and, and our audience that a lot of people use GitHub. And so if you're already logged in with GitHub, um, we will when you go into the build page, we automatically just bring up all of your GitHub repositories. And and so that way you can kind of stay in your familiar environment. One of the, the things that we want to do is meet meet our developers where they already are. So instead of saying, hey, come and do this other thing or do it our way, uh, we, we already know that you use GitHub and, and you have your GitHub repositories. So um, we'll just show you your GitHub repositories, for example. Um, and once you go to the build, so you can just click on one and uh, you, you can go in and, and automatically um, just connect to that GitHub repository and then select a branch to build. And what we'll do is we will go into the back, in, in the background, we'll go into your repository and actually figure out all the things that you, um, 
you need to do to configure that repository for, for build. And so you don't have to, like if you look at some of the, uh, the other build services or doing it yourself, you really have to go and like figure out, okay, what is the path to my project or my workspace? Um, kind of, um, do I want to configure it this way or is, do uh, does it support tests or do I need tests enabled? And we, we can go and figure all that stuff out for you. And so it, it's super easy to get on onboarded and, on, and, and started. Um, and just by automating a lot of the stuff that you would have to just go figure out yourself. And it also helps um, not have all of the, uh, like any mistakes as well, right? So if you think about it, if you're configuring say another build service where you just have to paste in a path, if you accidentally made a typo in that path, uh, then you know it's broken as a lot of trial and error. And then because it's all automated and from the way we do it, uh, you know, you don't have those that, that, that margin for error as well, so. I think another really nice part that I like it for getting started is the fact that you don't have to provide your Mac hardware for running the builds, uh, which for iOS developers is a huge pain. Like I know a bunch of people who have, you know, their Mac minis somewhere yeah. on the desk <laughs> in their office. And uh, with our build service, you just configure your branch and you say, go for it. And we take care of uh, provisioning VMs um, on Mac hardware and everything else. Yeah, so really to sum it up, we just don't want you to think have to think about all of the configuration, all the hardware, all the stuff in the back end. We just want, really want you to be focused on pushing pushing new code, right? And and having the output of that code built and distributed and tested um, as easy as possible. Yeah, and I think, look, you mentioned GitHub repos, and I know that we are used to say that we support GitHub repos, but uh, super recently we have support for Bitbucket and uh, Visual Studio Team Services, so VSTS. So now we are really like the, I think the biggest providers of repositories who support them. Yeah. Very cool. So does that mean you can actually authenticate to Mobile Center with any of those other providers then as well? So uh, with Bitbucket or VSTS? Yeah, so with what we find is a lot of developers, you know, they have GitHub uh, as one of their login providers. Um, so right now we're really just supporting on that uh, GitHub as our login provider along with Microsoft Authentication. Um, and so if you do want to use Bitbucket and uh, Visual Studio Team Services source repositories, you still have to log into those again in, in, the, in the online onboarding flow. Um, but there's something we're definitely um, continuing to monitor. And, um, you know, if, if any of the users uh, and listeners to this, to this podcast have feedback on that, then please feel free to let us know. And if you feel passionate that you should be able to log in with Bitbucket, then let us know that. Yeah. Very cool. So I, I want to jump back a second to what you were talking about before of, you know, usually it's a bit of a pain to set up all these build servers and manage them yourself and get the paths right and get your environment set up just right. Um, but I'm wondering, like, how much... How much control as a developer do I have over some of those settings in in Mobile Center? Like, can I control what say version of Xcode or Xamarin or any of like any parts of the stack? Like, I might have dependencies there where I don't want necessarily a lot of magic there. Like, what kind of what kind of like levers can I tune there as a developer? Um, I think initially we 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 give access to the main like the most important. Um, versions like yeah. things that we want to support like you can imagine xcode versions definitely something we want to support selecting between multiple ones um and i think as people are using us more we are also learning together with our users what people you know what other uh, configurations options they want so we constantly add more or sometimes we remove them if we notice they're not 
really use. So it's more like a right now as we are in preview. That's a really important thing to mention. We are in preview. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as we get all the feedback, we really change things uh, from one week to another, depending on what people ask for and what the needs are. Yeah, ex exactly. Just like Mobile Center is mission control for your app and you want to um, have that really tight feedback loop between pushing new code and getting feedback from your app and updating it. We also want to do the same for Mobile Center itself as a service, right? And so we'll push features, we'll get feedback, and we'll iterate on, on that feedback. And I mean, I think to, to sum it up on the, uh, the customization point of view, it's always going to be a balance, right, between um, uh, making it super, super easy to get to get started and, and smooth to get started, uh, and then giving enough of those, as you say, levers to, to customize. And so, uh, as Samina said, we've picked kind of all the main ones that we think people want to um, actually change, and then we're responding to feedback in, in, in terms of how much additional uh, configuration we'll give you. So, so how do you th handle things like uh, provisioning profiles for iOS and key stores for Android apps and that kind of thing? And like, what does that look like for a new user? Like, is that part of the initial setup that I have to go through or, you know, do you do something intelligent around that? So I, I think that's the way it's working right now. It's actually really interesting because um, it's just, you have to drag and drop your provisioning profile basically and uh, your certificate and to add the password and similar for Android, we have a different bunch of different options, uh, which it's pretty easy. I think we have thoughts about how to make it even easier. Uh, but I think for getting started, turned out to be a great way to get started and we haven't seen major issues around that. Yeah, any system that can just take the profile and do all the keychain setup stuff and like, like I've lost mm -hmm. way too many hours of my life to, to fighting with the login keychain and provisioning profiles yeah. Yeah. and signing keys and stuff like that on my own Mac Mini. So yeah. <laughs> if you guys are doing a good job on that, then kudos. <laughs> yeah. and, we, and we continue looking at improving this. Um, so like, for example, um, we... we uh, do a bunch of checks uh, in the background and we want to add more checks to make sure that like the profile actually matches and the scheme matches. Um, it's and the not expired. Matches. Yeah, like and all these types of things. And so where uh, even though sometimes you don't see them all because you might always say be dragging a non-expired certificate um, then, but there's a, you know, a bunch of things that we're doing in the background to um, hopefully just make this as super easy and slick and, uh, and easy, easy to get going as possible. So. Cool. And it occurs to me that there probably what should have been like the first question as part of this build thing, but we'll get to it, I guess, towards the end here is just what platforms do you actually support for developers? Like, you know, given that you guys are from Microsoft, like, is it just Xamarin projects that are supported or like, like, what, do, what can I write my apps in and still use Mobile Center? Um, so we support pretty much, as Luke said, we want to find the developers where they are. Uh, so we really support iOS uh, apps written in Xcode, so uh, Swift and Objective-C, um, Android Java apps, then obviously Xamarin apps, as well as React Native apps. Um, and we are working on providing support for UWP as well. Yeah. Very cool. So there, you really just support basically everything that's out there, or at least a lot of the big players. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. And we do have some other platforms we're looking at as well. Um, and if you have a platform that you're specifically passionate about wanting to build, um, let us know and um, we may be able to enable it for you or look at enabling it for you. So, Yeah, I can't believe you guys don't have like BlackBerry support. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, so sort of, uh, well, not continuing down the line of the BlackBerry comment, but, but otherwise, like, like going back to, to what sort of control I can have on, um, for a build as a developer, like, is there any ability to have, say, custom steps? Like if I have an app that has, you know, a library that builds inside of it, some, some amount of unit tests that I want to run on every build and then spit out an app if everything passes, like what kind of ability is there for that sort of thing? So again, we looked at the most common cases and we provide them out of the box. So for instance, if we have, if you're using CocoaPods, we automatically detect it and we will run CocoaPods or we do, um, we restore the nuggets or uh, such things. Uh, similarly for unit tests, we automatically detect if uh, there's unit tests in the project and you can just turn it off or on. Uh, similar with distribution, so uh, you can simply distribute to one of your predefined distribution groups. So I think the most common uh, scenarios, we cover them out of the box. And as people ask for more things covered out of the box, we always improve. Like one example is Carthage support that, you know, people ask for it. So we're going to start working on it uh, out of the box as well. Yeah. Um, but there are things which uh, you want to do them as a, you know, as a script or a pre-built script. And that's something that we are working on yep. right now. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we want to um, uh, open up to have more and more customizability. Um, but again, make sure that we're, you know, really keeping focus, focused on a, a simplified um, but, but powerful user interface. Yeah. So jumping in a little bit more into the testing uh, discussion, you mentioned that you detect and support unit tests. Um, like what kind of unit tests do you support? Like, you know, X unit, N unit, X, uh, test cloud. Can you talk a little bit more about how that all fits in? Yes. Uh, so right now we support, uh, tests for iOS Xcode apps. So X test then for Android Java. Uh, we have also Jest for React Native, and we are actively working on NUnit tests for Xamarin apps. Yeah. And we also have a super cool feature. We released it, I think, two weeks ago. So uh, you mentioned something about Test Cloud, and as we said before, Test <clears throat> is another service of Mobile Center where we really use uh, real devices in the cloud for running UI tests. And one cool feature that we released two weeks ago is the ability that as soon as you have a package available after a successful build, you can launch it on a random device and to make sure that the app is actually launching. And that can be run automatically every other, every single build. Yeah. So again, we want to add value on like every, every one of your pushes, right? So um, you push a commit, we'll build it, we'll sign it, uh, and then it can automatically go and run on a real device. Um, a real physical device. Uh, it'll launch. Make sure it launches, uh, and um, you get that screenshot. feedback straight away. Yeah, take a screenshot. <laughs> launch. Take a screenshot, uh, and, and just give you that real fast validation that hey, I just didn't do something really silly. That this thing just doesn't work at all now. Crashes on startup. Something like this. Uh, and then you know, once it's it's all validated, then distribute it out to your beta distribution group um, or your ad, your ad hoc distribution group. Yeah. That's really cool. And when you mentioned that, you know, just pick a device and run on it, is that a device that's sort of chosen by Mobile Center itself just as a basic smoke test or yeah. is there any so control currently, over that? Yeah, currently it's exactly uh, exactly like that. We we want it to run as fast as possible. 
um, because it's going to run on every single push. So we want you to give that validation to you as soon as you as we can. And so we pick um, a recent device that's available to run the test on right away, so that we we get we get you that feedback, that really fast, quick feedback straight away. Um, and then uh, something that we're working on is the ability to actually um, uh, run more of your own custom tests um, through the build process as well. And so we can push um, push your build into um, Test Cloud and run more, a more comprehensive set of tests. Yeah. So then if that's not in there right now, like what is the mechanism that's in place for um, running, say, my own test projects in Test Cloud and having those report back into Mobile Center? Is that yeah. a bit of a manual step for the moment? So I, I think that's actually an interesting clarification to make right now because I assume people are a bit uh, confused. What's Test Cloud? What's Mobile Center Test? Where do all of these come together? Uh, I think we're very familiar with it, so we don't really see the difference anymore, or it's very clear for us. But uh, for people which are not familiar with the topic, it's important to understand. Um, so the way we think about Mobile Center is that it's a next generation of Hockey app and of Xamarin Test Cloud. Uh, so the big majority of features from Xamarin Test Cloud, you can find them today in Mobile Center Test, which is one of the services that Mobile Center offers. So in the future, Xamarin Test Cloud becomes Mobile Center Test. Yeah. Uh, so today on the build side and generally on the integration side, we look more into integrating with Mobile Center Test. Um, and I think that's a good time maybe to talk about uh, the test service before we start uh, looking more into integrations because, uh, yeah, it's something really exciting. Uh, I think it's really cool what we're doing. Um, so I think the elevator pitch for the test service is that, you know, you want to do a bunch of testing, uh, to do a bunch of UI testing for your apps. Uh, but uh, we don't have all the devices needed. We don't have all the languages, all the old operating systems. And you know, if you try to manage off all your devices um, on the desk, you have to make sure that they're charged, that they have access to internet. Like there's a bunch of management to do. Um, and uh, Mobile Center Test and Xamarin Test Cloud uh, takes care of all this device management for you. So we have our own um, data center slash device center where there's thousands of devices. And uh, as a developer, what you do is that you submit uh, your test and your package to us. And we take care of running all the UI tests on the real devices that you can choose in this case. And then you get a, a comprehensive report with the test results, with uh, logs, with uh, usage of the hardware. So how much memory, how much CPU the tests have been using. And basically you know that Okay, if this build meets the bar, I can, you know, deploy it to my beta testers or to App Store or whatever. Uh, and again, this is supported across uh, the biggest testing framework. So there's um, obviously our own XUI test and then um, Espresso, Espresso, Calabash. Calabash. Um, we're working on Appium, I think. Um, on, has it been released yet? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So, the w w one point about uh, the test beacon as well, um, all these different services is we want we we want the Unix tool like philosophy that um, all of the tools all, all of the tools will work independently. So build will work independently, and then test will work independently. So I can just take a package and I can. Um, send it into the test beacon and run all my tests on it. I actually don't have to use the build portion 
of Mobile Center. And so all of these um, tools will actually work great independently. And then just like Unix tools where I can just like do a grep and then pipe that to, uh, or I could do like a cat and, and pipe that to grep, um, then they, the whole suite becomes a lot more powerful when you do use them together. So um, if I want to use my own build service, no problems. I can just use my own build service, not Mobile Center's build, and I can just use Mobile Center's test product and push my builds into their test. Um, but then if you actually do use the build and test together, it just makes it so much easier because um, you can do all your pushes and we'll automatically put that build into the test, uh, into the test product. Yeah. So does that mean that there's like a REST API or something that we can get into uh, you know, this stuff with? Or are there some CLI tools available as well? Yeah, so one way that we thought about the product when we started developing it is that everything, every single action you can do uh, via UI, it should be available via API. So basically we are an API first product. So really everything you can do in mobile center portal, you can do it via, via API as well. Uh, and for tests, actually, the, main, uh, the only way you can submit tests are via our CLI. Uh, so I would say the CLI is uh, super easy to install um, and you can kick off all your tests from CLI, which makes it really, really easy to also install it on your own build server if you want to use it. Um, and you can even use a CLI for things like kicking off your builds or seeing the build status or other uh, common use cases that there's in the UI. Yeah. And right now we are working on a CLI support more. So if anybody has feedback on the, what they want to see in the CLI, let us know. Yeah, and, and as a, a bit of an aside, like um, one of the things that I'll note from the developer side is I like that you guys published for that API a, a Swagger spec mm -hmm. for it too. Yeah. So I know in just a, you know, I'm, I'm always, I'm a big fan of F Sharp and there's a, there's a feature called type providers. So I was able to take that um, take that Swagger spec, put it into like an F Sharp Swagger type provider, and in like two lines of code, basically had a full, like type safe um, language for for integrating with the the Mobile Center API. So, like I personally just love that it's all backed by APIs that you could do whatever with. Like I think that's an awesome move. And and the, and the great thing about that as well is um, obviously we're we're still in preview and we're responding to feedback and we're adding new features all the time. Um, but if there's some feature that you want, um, you might very well be able to implement that your, yourself just through the API. Uh, and then, um, and so, you know, if you might have some custom thing that you, you want to do, often we'll kind of get requests that, hey, I'd like to be able to do that. And we'll look at the, the telemetry and it might be like 0.1% of customers that need that. And so sometimes it, it doesn't always get prioritized. And so the great thing about API first is that if you have something that's quite important to you, but really only... Um, is quite specific to you as well. And so it might not be something that we'd want to look at doing first. Um, you can always fill in those gaps yourself um, with uh, by using the API first models. Right. And especially with a lot of the types of systems that I build, um, it requires a lot of like scaffolding and automation and auto provisioning and things like that. So just being able to leverage, you know, even just filling in data through the API would be is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned distribution and, and hockey app in passing before. So so let's dig into that a little bit. Like, what are the distribution options for um, apps? Like, now that we have we have an app that's built and we have an app that's tested, like, how do we get it out there? Again, there's a few options you can do it. Uh, for instance, if you're not using uh, the mobile center build tools, you can simply take the package, uh, create a distribution group, 
and then uh, distribute the package to the distribution group. And really with distribution group, you can think as uh, groups of people you would like your package to be distributed to. So it can be, you know, your internal team, your QA department, your beta testers, your, I don't know, half Family your company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Group of lawyer friends that always test me out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good group to have. <laughs> um, and for mobile center distribution, you can think of it as the next generation of hockey app in terms of distribution. So most of the things that uh, are in hockey apps, such as um, in-app updates, uh, UDID collection, it's either already there or we are working on it and it's going to come soon. So how do you, your like testing users, do they need an account on uh, Azure Mobile Center or, or how does that work when you send them out? Like I'm assuming an in, uh, email invitation or something. Yeah, they can just uh, log in with uh, their mobile center account or do their social network authentication and then they can, they can install the build. Yeah, so for each one of those distribution groups, you can just go into that distribution group and you can add um, any list of users. And so, and that will send them an invite mm -hmm. to the app um, and um, give them a way to um, actually just go to a mobile page to be able to install that um, version of the app. Yeah. Cool. And I guess this ties back a little bit to the, the build conversation earlier, but especially on iOS, doing distribution builds is particularly painful sometimes. So like, what does that look like as far as, you know, do you just suggest having everyone do ad hoc builds for, for everything or do you support doing like basic debug builds for your quick smoke tests and builds and then ad hoc builds for distribution. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, like, uh, what we found is a lot of users would like to use branches to like get branches to differentiate their, their types of builds. So they might have say a production branch or a dev branch. And for the dev branch, they might have different configuration settings. Like you say, maybe it's a debug build. Um, and then they would, um, in the build setting, again, you can just, it's one of those big options where you just hit a, hit a button uh, and that will, a switch, and that will um, allow you to just distribute that build to a distribution group. And so you can choose a different dis distribution group. So you might have your dev branch and that always distributes to your, your dev team or your QA team. And then you might have like a beta branch and that will always distribute to your beta group. Which is probably an ad hoc build. Right. Cool. That sounds great. I mean, that sounds pretty pretty straightforward. I mean, is there anything else to in the distribution or? Um, uh, so like one of the, the features, if you do want to go, like if you don't want to, uh, every time you push, you don't want to like um, do a distribution, then you can also go to like a, a build that's already uh, succeeded and just go and say, hey, I want to um, distribute this build out to any any group at a time. And so coming to the ad hoc, so you might just have a one-off build that you do for someone or you want to pick a specific build that, that had a certain feature set and you can just distribute that out as well. And then, yeah. so then you're probably doing like ad hoc, again, going back to iOS, because iOS is always way more painful on yeah. this. I'm just trying to think through what, what the flow looks like. So you're doing probably ad hoc builds for your distribution and stuff. Um, and then would the general approach be have, say, you know, some other build configuration that says, okay, something just hit my master branch. So do an app store build and yep. pump, pump out the artifact for that. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you might have different configuration. You could choose that scheme and the associated configuration with that um, for that branch builds. And um, you, can, you can have it push out. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Raygun. Discover, diagnose, and understand the root cause of error, crash, and performance issues in your apps in seconds. 
See how your apps are really performing and where they encounter problems with Raygun's incredible full-stack software intelligence platform. Raygun works with all major programming languages and platforms, including iOS, Android, and Xamarin, giving you full visibility over every issue affecting your users. I use Raygun in all of my own apps and highly recommend you give it a try. It only takes a few minutes and you're up and running in your app. Sign up for a free trial today over at raygun.com and make sure to thank them for sponsoring Gone Mobile. So I think we've uh, covered distribution. Can we talk a little bit about crash reporting now? That's always a, a really interesting one, um, you know, in these types of solutions. How how does that integrate into your app and how does Mobile Center work? Of course. So here we had a really great advantage and it's that the hockey app team is right now working on Mobile Center. So we had like a really, really uh, great place to start from as hockey app being one of the really good solutions for crash reporting out there. So we were able to take a lot of the learnings that we had from there and apply it in Mobile Center. Uh, and one of the most important learnings that we had was that people love to have open source SDKs, especially when we talk about collecting data, collecting telemetry, collecting crash reports from somebody's app. Uh, so again, we have open source SDKs that are available on GitHub um, that are super easy to integrate. So one of the things we did differently, again, based on our learnings, was that we said we want everything to be uh, super modular. So if you want to use uh, crash reporting, but you don't want to use analytics, it's very easy to do. Uh, so you can basically pick and choose whatever you want to use uh, from the SDK, and the integration is really only a few lines of code. So. Uh, for iOS, you can imagine that we have, um, you can integrate the SDK from scratch, but if you want to use Cocoa Pods, you can do that as well. Uh, and it's similar for all platforms. Yeah. And, and then when in Mobile Center, when you first do your first creation of your app um, or your app container, then the very first page we show you is a getting started guide on um, how to actually integrate your SDK. Um, and we give you easy copy and paste um, uh, lines of code to mm -hmm. just put in your app so that you can get the SDK uh installed to actually capture that data um and then even further from that we're, the, we're we're working on making things even easier um to just make that like super super streamlined to get you again to get you up and, and running as fast as possible with the least amount of efforts so. right very cool and um and um, count me in as one of the the people in that group that really likes when the telemetry i throw in my apps is open source because like <laughs> i i have been known to sort of pick through some of those libraries just because i'm paranoid yeah yeah <laughs> And especially when we look uh, at teams outside the US uh, or in special domains even within US, this is really a hard requirement. Like yeah. especially in Europe, people are very aware of privacy uh, and having an open source SDK is really a great advantage yeah. we've seen. And, and some people might even like maintain their own fork yeah. um, on it and, and just take the stuff out that they don't want and they'll send the information that they want to send. Uh, and and the, the, the fact that you have uh, the ability to do that and the power to do that makes it... Um, quite powerful so 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 let's say i'm a i'm a xamarin developer i'm a react native developer and i'm using the the mobile center crash reporting here like when i see crash reports am i seeing sort of normal stack traces in the language i'm expecting like normal .NET managed stack traces or javascript or what have you yeah you'll see your stack traces uh for react native you'll see the source maps uh basically everything is integrated uh, and not only that you see your stack traces, but we also group similar crashes into uh, crash reports. Uh, so let's say the same thing is happening over and over again. 
uh, you'll have a single crash report and then on top of that crash report you're going to have analytics as well so you'll be able to know on which devices uh, this crash happened uh, on what operating system how often that happened and also then to get uh, the detailed uh, crash log for this specific crash report and and this is actually another great example of where uh, you can use all the, the tools uh, individually, but they work better together. So, for example, um, with the crash reporting, if we just capture a crash and we don't have that symbol information or the source map information, then you won't see uh, an, a nice stack trace. Um, you'll probably see like your standard, you know, a bunch of hex numbers or something on the stack trace, right? <laughs> right. Um, uh, but if you if you actually upload your source maps or your symbols too, then we can do simplification and give you a nice stack trace. Now, having to upload um, your symbols every time for sp that, that match your particular build is quite uh, onerous, right? And so, again, things work better together. If you use the build uh, tooling, then we will automatically and always upload the matching symbols and the matching source maps to Crash. And so they always have the build, they always have the source map, the symbols, uh, and we actually will know the source code version as well, the, the commit version. So in the future, we'd like to be able to do some more powerful things with showing you real code as well. Uh, and, and so even though you can use them all separately, like this is a great example of where it just works better together and it's easier uh, when, when you use you know, the services together. And is there any way to set up some kind of alert when a, a cr new crash happens or like you said, you kind of group them together. If I see something totally new in the wild, can I get like an email alert or something? It's in the works. Yeah, <laughs> it's something we're working on. Yeah, actively working on. Yeah. And are you working on anything similar out of curiosity for the build side? Like if you wanted to get, say, webhooks when a build finished and, and that sort of thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And that, that, that comes back to um, not just alerting as well to, to give you better communication, but also more customization as well uh, and to be able to do things like, you know, when certain trigger points happen throughout the build as well. So. Right. Yeah, I'm imagining sort of that scenario we were talking through before of the master branch finishes, it pushes out the App Store build, and then you could have something trigger based on that, uses Fastlane, goes exactly. to the App Store. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, so, I mean, we've talked through, like, obviously a whole lot of features here. There's a lot to Mobile Center, um, you know, probably a lot more that we haven't even gotten to yet. But, like, it, we should probably take a step back and say, like, as a... You know, we talked through logging in and sort of setting up a build, but like, what does it actually take to get started with some of these more integrated pieces? Like, how, to, like, what do you have to do as a developer to to set up crash reporting and things like that? Uh, so the only thing that you have to do to set up crash reporting is to create an app on Mobile Center with a platform that your app is developed in. So you know, it's a, either iOS Xcode or Xamarin or whatever, um, and then. When you want to integrate the SDK, as Luke was saying, you're going to get already the line that you need to integrate it. So you don't even have to take the app ID and put in your code. Everything is served for you. Uh, so you just have to integrate the SDK and then... Uh, and by integrate, that really just means like copy and paste yeah, that code snippet exactly. into your app. Um, and or do a pod install or yeah, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then you run your app. For crashes, it's important that uh, you have to restart the app to send the crash. So the crash is not being sent to the services uh, at the crash time because there's often no time to do that reliably. Yeah, because uh, the so, app's crashed. So. Exactly. Well, <laughs> right, right, yeah, that, that would have to be really <laughs> fast. <laughs> um, so you just start your app again and uh, you 
select to the crash report and uh, that's it. You then, as Luke was saying, have might have to upload uh, the symbol file. So for iOS, the dsim file um, or the source map file or whatever, and then you have the crash reports. Easy yeah. enough. Uh, for analytics, it's also similar. So you just um, integrate the SDK and then you can get, with really with analytics, it's really cool because you can get for free so much data. Yeah. Uh, you get like a lot of audience, you have uh, how many users have been using your app in the last 90 days. Things like country, Country, location. sessions, um, yeah. language, what versions of the app people are using, a um, bunch of really cool stuff. Yeah. Out of curiosity, is, is that analytics and reporting data also available for consumption through the API as well? Like if you wanted to sort of get it and pull it down and aggregate it in yeah. some custom way, that's all yes. available as well? Yes. And we find that actually quite a lot of people um, really like that feature. Mm -hmm. um, so they might just go and put it into cold storage, keep it around for a long time, um, or do more analytics on top of it as well. Right. What yeah. is the data retention you know, on your side? Uh, I think it's 90 days right now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's one of the things we're still playing around with and, and getting feedback on as to um, you know what what are good retention periods. Um, some people just don't care, <laughs> um, and some people care about it a lot. So um, I think it's something that we'll continue to tune. And um, and again, whatever we choose, you always have the option of uh, we, we have the um, philosophy is the data is yours. And so, um, you know, we always give you access to your data. Um, you own your data, and so um, you can always take it out and, and put it and store it if you if you want something longer than the retention policy. So, yeah. You haven't really uh, touched on anything about pricing yet, but I heard you know something about free analytics data in there. Can you uh, fill us in a little bit on that? We are actively working on pricing. Uh, it's a question that we get uh, quite often, but we want to get it right. So we are still working on it, looking at different options, uh, getting a lot, a lot of feedback from different people, both, you know, hockey app users, uh, Xamarin Test Cloud, Xamarin Insights, as well as new potential users. Uh, so we are really working on pricing and we want to have something uh, cool out there when we announce it, uh, but we have nothing yet. I think one of the things that we can generally say is that uh, we always want to have at least one free um, version of the of, of mobile center, um, and and we really want you to be able to come in and um, especially those um, you know developers just have hobby projects those types types of things. Um, we always want you to be able to use the service. So. Right, that's a noble goal. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So so what's you know, in, in that vein, what's next for, for Mobile Center? Like, what, what can you actually talk about of what's kind of coming down the, the pipe for new features or kind of mm -hmm. the goals for the, the platform? So I think one of the obvious places that we're looking to uh, bring really all the love functionality from Hockey App, uh, Xamarin Test Cloud, uh, Xamarin Insights, so different things that are missing right now to basically close the feature gaps. Um, so that's one of the obvious things we have we want to do. Um, providing more support for uh, UWP platform. We got a lot, a lot of S for UWP support. So that's also uh, something we are actively working on. Uh, and then as we are saying before, we think uh, Mobile Center is super powerful when it has all these integrations working out of the box. So we will also focus on, you know, providing more out of the box integration. You can imagine between uh, crashes and analytics. We already have some cool integrations. I think one of uh, the ones I really like is 
uh, when you start getting your crash reports, you see how many people are crash free, like what percentage of your users have never seen a crash. Mm. Uh, so, you That's know, kind of like, we kind of call that as like your uptime for your mm -hmm. app, right? I mean, in the, in the web services world, we kind of say, oh, well, does this site have like 99 or 0.9% uptime or whatever? And you have like ping, pingdom kind of style um, tests to, to check that. And, um, and it's kind of the same type of measure for your app. What is your uptime for your app? Yeah, it's funny. I guess you never really see it put in that light. That's a much more optimistic way to, to approach <laughs> app, you know, app and crash reporting than is usually out there, I guess. I like that. <laughs> Um, and, and I think the other thing um, here about what's next is, uh, again, coming back, there's just so much stuff that we can do to um, really make you successful in your app building, right? And uh, so there's a whole bunch of stuff in the background we can just do um, transparently. And so uh, that's just going to help, help you have more successful builds, more successful distributions, more successful tests. Um, and, and just allow you to be able to be more successful in, in, in building and developing and running and analyzing your apps, right? Um, and the more successful you are with actually the whole app lifecycle, develop, app development lifecycle, then the, you know, that's basically our goal is to you know, make you successful in that. Yeah, I mean, in the end, we want our <laughs> users to have five-star apps. Uh, so we also want to give them a really good experience so they can, we want to help people to get to these yeah. five-star apps that everybody loves. And if as many as possible of these five-star apps are built with Mobile Center, I think we couldn't be more happy. Yeah. That sounds great. So, so I mean, did we, along the way, did we miss, uh, miss anything? Like, I want to make sure we, that we, you know, I didn't gloss over any, like your favorite features that we should have talked about or anything like that, or did we get it? Um, I think we could talk a bit more about uh, analytics, about event analytics, because it's sure. a really, really cool feature. Uh, I know that it has been asked a lot on Hockey App, and it's a loved feature in Xamarin Insights. Um, so basically, the feature is that with a simple line of code, you can track events and properties, so key value pairs for your events. Uh, for different things that happen in your app, and then you can see them in the analytics part of Mobile Center, and there's also available via API. So you can think of, I don't know, what books somebody read, if you have a um, library app, and you can then see, you know, the most read authors, or uh, what are the titles, and then you can see how many, uh, how many users have chosen a certain book. Basically, there's a bunch of stuff you can do, and uh, a lot of decisions you can take based on uh, tracking events, and that's a really, really exciting feature and super easy to implement. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And you know, to to speak to the point that you were making before of how you know you can use all these tools kind of separately, but they're much better together. Like that's that's definitely one where, from my own experience, is is a really powerful story when you could start to get, tie together things like you know your users, and then crash reporting, and then all the actions that they took mm -hmm. up to that point, and you get a much more holistic view of someone's actual experience in your applications, which exactly. is super powerful. And and again, we want to, uh, uh, as we talked about before, give as much of the data to you free, as in you don't have to write lines of code to actually get all that data. Um, but then we also want it to be powerful, and this is another one of those customizations where you have a lot of power to actually produce whatever data you need uh, out of the app as well. Right. Well, I'm definitely glad I asked if we missed anything because that was def <laughs> absolutely worth covering. Um, so now do we get it? Or <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can talk about this all day. Summary, yeah. <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, I mean, I highly encourage everyone to go check out uh, Mobile Center. Like it's, you know, on top of just being really, really powerful, it's also a really slick experience. So I can, my own opinion is that you guys did a really, really great job with the UI and just making it actually like enjoyable to use, which is more than you could say about a lot of build type tools. It's <laughs> super great to hear. It's like, um, it's like minutes to integrate too, right? So like it's pretty yeah. low barrier to just go in and exactly. try it out. Yeah. And if anybody has any feedback, the best way of reaching us is once you log in in Mobile Center, you have this blue bubble at the bottom right corner. It's our intercom support. So you can type their uh, questions, feedback, suggestions, and the whole product team is there. So the PMs are there, the engineers are there. And especially right now in the beginning, we really love talking to everybody because we learn so much every single day. Yeah. Uh, so for any feedback, just... So you, can, you can get connected to like the engineer that wrote the yep. line of code that you're you have feedback on, and I think that's yeah. really cool. So I, I could vouch for that. I was I was screwing around on like a Saturday night at one point, and I just like shot something through there, and I got a response from someone on the team within like an hour. I was it like, well, you should, pro you should probably go have fun or something. Don't respond to me now, but but I appreciated the the effort. <laughs> um, cool. Well, uh, Samina, Luke, thanks so much for for chatting today. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us. Yeah.